Uh, hey, good morning. I'd like to, to start by apologizing in advance for this sermon. 50-50 chance that this is going to be horrible, just so you know. And, and if you know me, um, see, if you're new to us, I apologize because um, and the good news is, is it can only get better from here. Honestly, this is not going to be a good sermon. Um, but if you come back, it'll, the preaching is just going to get better. So um, here's the thing. Uh, this happens, if you know me, this happens about once every year where I just, and it's extremely frustrating when you've spent a lot of time, I, I know what I want to talk about. Um, I've spent a lot of time trying to put it together, and it's just not coming together. It just didn't, it didn't come together. So um, for what it's worth, I'm calling this a, a mulligan sermon. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm instituting something today. Um, I've, there's some rules around my preaching. One of them is if I go over 40 minutes, every minute after 40 minutes that I preach on a Sunday, I have to run a mile, and I hate to run, so it's like this punishment. Uh, here's another rule. Once a year, I get a mulligan, okay? I'm, this is actually for real. I, I'm going to tell you, and, and, and I'll always tell you when it's the mulligan sermon, and then you guys just have to be gracious with me as I stumble through what I have, and so we're going to do that today, and honestly, it doesn't bother me that much. Well, okay, it bothers me, but it doesn't bother me like to the point where I didn't want to show up today because I think God is bigger than my poor preaching. I really, I really believe that. I really, like, like, God has used broken vessels throughout all of time. He's used broken people, and I'm no exception. So, yeah, here we go. Um, in fact, let's, let's just pray. I think we need to start with prayer. I need to start with prayer. Um, let's bow our heads. Lord, I pray that you would bless this mess, that you would... Um, you bless my words today and, and that you would, um, you would open my friends' hearts and, and allow them to be gracious with me as I stumble through this. Um, and, and I pray, Lord, I, I believe, Lord, that you can do something big uh, despite what's on this paper right here. And, and I thank you for that. I thank you in advance for that. Amen. Um, so we're in the fifth part of, of coming home, and we're, we're about to land this. We've got this week and next week, and just so you know, this is where we've been through the series Coming Home, and I'll tell you a little bit about where we're going. Coming Home is a series that's uh, about all the different ways that we can connect with God, that we can come home with God, that God, has, that God desperately wants to connect with us, and that He's made a bunch of different ways. We can connect with God through things like prayer, we can connect with God and get to know who He is through His Word. We can connect with God through things like service and meditation and fasting and, and even like a, a nature, going out into nature and seeing who God is through nature. We can connect with Him that way. And we've talked about this analogy. I don't have my key on me today, but we, we handed you a key on the first week. Luke, can you just turn me down just a hair? Um, the first week we, we talked, gave you guys a key and said, listen, when it comes to connecting with God, when it comes to coming home, it's actually up to us. We are the ones that have to, to come home and open the door through the key of, of prayer, of, of Scripture. No one can make you read the Bible. No one can make you study the Word. And, and, and yes, it's hard at times, but to figure out what it says. No one can, make, no one can do that for you. We hold the key for that. And so, so we've talked about all of you know, that choice that we have in the key 
to, to opening that door. Uh, we talked about prayer the, for the, the first week. We talked about reading the Bible the next time. Last time, if you were here last time, we had a fantastic time talking about community and that one of the best ways that we can connect with God is actually connecting with, one, with each other. That there's a way to do life where when we get closer to one another, we actually get closer to God as well. And we told you about an op- opportunity called Life Group Light. And a bunch of you, it, we were amazed by how many of you signed up for it. There's still some openings and you still can do that. It's an eight-week uh, life group experience. On Monday nights or Tuesday nights, you can choose one. You can actually sign up today if you want. Um, and that was really, really cool to watch. That just so you know, next time we're together, we're going to take communion together as a way of connecting with God, as a way of coming. This is the last coming home that we'll do together. And um, if you've ever wondered why in the world do you have that little piece of bread and what's with the little cup and that kind of stuff, you really don't want to miss next time because um, it, it, we're going to talk about that. And then I wanted to mention this today, April 14th. Uh, is Good Friday. It's, it's uh, right before Easter. If you have ever been interested in fasting, we are actually going to extend an invitation to all of you, probably via email, as to how to fast, and then we're going to have a service on that night to break that fast together. Um, so if that's something, if, if you're intimidated by fasting, I really want you to consider doing this because we have a way of doing it. We've, we've took, taken lots of different people who've never fasted before and brought them into a meaningful experience through fasting. And so we're going to do that on April 14th. There'll be more about that to come. But here's today. Here's what today's about. Today we're going to talk about the discipline of worship. How we can connect with God via our worship. And I know this word worship has connotations like what does that mean? Maybe it's a little creepy. Like what does it mean? Let me just put, let's just put this on the board. Worship is, is actually pretty simple. The worship when we're talking about it in the sense of God is just the simple act of putting God at the center. And you could even say the act of putting God at the center of blank. You know, like, we, like when we worship, we can worship but with our money, we can worship with our stuff, we can worship at work. Like we can, we, any, any time that you and I set out to, to put God at the center of something, that is a form of worship. Now we can, and we can worship other things other than God. We'll talk about that in a second. So worship is just simply putting something uh, at the center of your attention, your adoration, uh, your, your uh, thought process, whatever. And, and here's another thing that's kind of confusing when it comes to the word worship. There's two sides to the coin. There's two ways that we use the word or the word can mean. The first is um, we, can, we can worship God in our daily lives. We, we as our individuals can bring worship to God. That is, we can make God the center of our daily lives. We can make them the center of work. We can make them the center of our parenting, of dating, of managing money, of growing our business, of winning a ball game. We can, we can be the best at math and put God at the center of that. And God has the, like, like individually, God has the potential to be at the center of all that we do. Here's the second portion. Here's the second way we use the word. Worship, we use the word to describe what we're doing right now. Like when we talk about worship, it's, it's what, what we do when we're singing. It's what we're doing when we're listening to the word. It's what we do on gather Sundays when we gather together. So there's worship in the sense of what you do through Monday through Saturday. If, you're, if you call yourself a God follower, that, that you should be trying to put God at the center of everything you do. And then there's worship as to what we do together on a Sunday morning. 
Um, and if you ever wondered, why do we sing? Why do we, what's with the music? Why do we open his word? Why does a guy talk? Why is there, why is there prayer? Why do we give money? Why, you know, why, why do we hang out? Why is that so important? I, mean, I hope to answer some of that today. Um, if you ever wondered some of those things. So there's the individual side of worship, and then there's the corporate side of worship. Two sides of the same coin. Now, here's why worship is so unique. Here's why I think it's a really powerful way to connect with God. See, through things like prayer and opening the word and, and uh, service and that kind of thing, we, we gain a lot personally. And, um, but I think worship as a discipline, is the best way for us to offer something to God. Like, like if, if in, put it into the coming home uh, idea of, of the idea of, of, you know, like coming home with God and being with him, you know, praying with him. It's kind of like hanging out with him in the kitchen and then, you know, communities like hanging out in the living room. I think when we worship God, it's like coming to the front door with a housewarming gift and saying, God, I give this to you. I, I, I want to make you the center of this. I want, you, I, I, I want to consciously adore who you are. I want to delight in you right now, God. And honestly, that is the best gift that we can give to God. Have you ever had a friend who had everything and who was impossible to buy a gift for? You know, have you ever had one of those, those people, either the, maybe it's someone who has everything or maybe someone who has really good taste? You know, it's just like, I don't know if I can buy something for them because what if I buy the wrong thing? And they're like, thanks. You ever have a person that's hard to buy a gift for? I asked Luke this question last night. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I have one of those. It's called women. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, I had to tell everybody. Um, what do you get for God? What do we offer God? <laughs> there's anybody who has everything, I think the creator of the universe might take that cake. What do we get God? The, the reality is, is he actually doesn't have, even though he created everything and he could end our life tomorrow, he could, he could make us rich, he could make us poor, he could, you know, like, he can bless us, he can do all of these things. What he can't do is demand our worship. He can't make us make him the center of our lives. And so worship is actually the best gift that we can give to a God who has everything. We can come to him in our daily lives and say, God, I don't like my job, but I choose to make you the center of my work. I'm going to work hard for you. God loves that. That's an offering and a gift to God that is so valuable. And, and here's the thing. We are unlike everything else in creation. The rest of creation is not like this. Take a look at this. This is, um, we don't have this on the screen, but I'll, I'll read it out loud. This is Psalm 19. It says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. That, that is, when you walk outside, you go look outside, there's glory going on. The, the skies proclaim the works of his hands. Have you ever looked at, at a sunset and thought, that looks like a painting? I feel like Bob Ross is painting in the sky right now. It's, it's, not, it's not Bob, it's God. Uh, have you ever looked at something uh, like a rock formation? It's like, that's like pillars to a house. Have you ever looked at the tiny intricacies of a plant and say, there's architecture and design in there? 
the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day after day, in meaning they don't stop, they pour forth speech. Again, he's, this is talking about creation. This isn't us. This is trees and, and elk and deer and, and avalanches and all, you know, all of these powerful things in nature. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Like you can read a book, almost like reading a book, you can look and see what's happening and learn something about it. They have, yet they have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, and yet their voice goes out to all the earth. All the earth, from the cool places like here in the Rocky Mountains to Rome to the not-so-cool places like Cleveland and Calcutta. <laughs> like the, everywhere, there's something going on in creation that says, look up, look up here, look up here, look up here. Three amigos, anyone, anyone? That's what creation is constantly doing. It's just calling out. It, 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 it can't do anything else. Here's another one. This is Isaiah 55. Again, I'll just read it. You will go out in joy. You'll be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. And the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Like, like, like the, the, the mountains are singing. The trees are clapping. When I read this, I'm like, yep, evergreen in June. That's like what evergreen, in, in a couple months, we are looking forward to the most beautiful song. Like everywhere we go, the mountains will be just gushing this gorgeous song of, of God and his creativity. The, the aspens will be quaking and clapping their hands, and it'll be like a slow clap. It'll start like this. And it'll just get better and better, and then all of a sudden, it'll erupt into applause in late September, early October, when all of those golds and oranges and a little bit of red, and it's like, ah, oh, God. The trees of the field will clap their hands. They, they don't have a choice. They have to bring glory. It's in their DNA just to bring glory to God. And then there's us. We don't have to. We, you ever thought about that? Everything else in creation just doesn't have a choice. A tree just grows and does what it, it was, you know, like what the conditions and what it, the DNA allows it to do. And it just points to God. We don't necessarily. In fact, in fact, not only do we not have to bring worship to God, we can also worship other things. We're, we're very unique beings. We're the only beings in the world that can actually take creation and, and worship that. I want us to consider the irony of this, that, that, we, that we use the things of creation to worship creation instead of the creator. That, uh, here, it kind of looks like this. If we're not careful in life, it kind of looks like this. God's in the center and all of these good things that he's created is around us. And, and if we're not careful, we just hit the trail on that and we take it the wrong way. Oh my gosh, this is great. You know, and we have this way, we, we can do this. We can do this with money. We can do this with our image. We can, we can idolize our kids and worship our kids. We can idolize romance or sex or stuff or progress or hobbies or sports or shopping or television. 
or a house or food. I'm pretty sure we could, I could just go on and on and on. We take these things that God created and we make them the ultimate things. We center our lives around them. Maybe not even intentionally. We just do. They're, they're what gets our attention. They're what gets our adoration. They're what gets our wow over and over and over again. And even if, even if you're like, okay, I'm not sure if that's true, like the whole thing of worship, but can we just all agree that in the, at the end of our lives, when we come to the end of our days, we're going to be known for something. Call it worship, call it whatever. At the end of, when we die, our loved ones are going to gather around and they're going to, they're going to synthesize our life on a tombstone with a eulogy. What are they going to say? See, the Christian perspective says we say what, what that person worshiped what they made their life about. We, see, we are the only creatures in this whole entire world who cannot make their life about God. We have a choice whether we can make our life, whether to make our lives about God or to make it about something he created. And here's why I think we do this. I think it's fear. I think we're afraid of missing out on something like like all of these things like you know hobbies and money and progress and promotions and kids like like the reason those take us away from God is I think we look at things the wrong way we look at it like this go ahead and put that next one up that to worship God is to actually do this it's only about God it's it's to, if we really wanted to worship God it's all God and no fun like, like it, we have to deny ourselves and strip our lives of all of these things that are taking us away from God and just go to church. That's, you know, like, that's, like if you're going to worship God, that's it. And, and that's, it, the Bible couldn't disagree more. Because when you open the Bible and you start to see verses like this, like in Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord and, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Do you hear that? Like, if you delight, if we, if we delight ourselves in God, he actually gives us everything we want. It's a very fulfilling and satisfied life, even though he's our delight. Matthew 6, Jesus is talking with his disciples and a crowd of people. He's talking about clothing and money and, and food, and he's like, don't worry about those things. And then he says this in verse 33, he says, but seek first God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, like when it comes to like what, you, you know, if, what you're going to do and what you're going to have and how, what you're going to eat, don't worry about that. Put God at the center of your life. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then he says these amazing words. And then all these things, the stuff will find their right place in life. It's not like they don't matter. They do matter when we put them in the right order. When we put God at the center. And, and here's the thing, and this is so cool. See, to worship God doesn't go back a slide, Luke. Luke to, you know, like this is, things can take us away from God. To worship God doesn't look like this. doesn't look like the next slide. It looks like this. This is so cool, y'all. God created all of these things as ways to worship him. The, 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 the longing in our hearts to, to be a part of the majesty of creation, that's meant to point to God. The love that we have for our children is to, meant to point us to the love that God has for us as his children. The love that we have, even for money, 
for prosperity, for progress, is the thumbprint of God in our hearts, that we are made like him, and it can take us to him. It can take us away, don't get me wrong, but we can live our lives in such a way, we can worship in such a way that we bring all of these things. The, the person who, 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 who pursues worship of God, they say the more the merrier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at my spouse, I'm gonna look at my kids, I'm gonna look at that romance, I'm gonna look at my stuff through the lens of God. And therefore I can worship Him. See, this is, this is uh, what it means to worship God as individuals. Let's, but I wanna shift gears and I want to talk about, this, this helps us to see what happens when we come together corporately. So like a Monday through Saturday, we, we should try to make God the center of, of our lives, of everything that we do. On Sundays when we come together, th- there's just something so powerful when a group of people who are striving to be like God come together and sing praises to Him. And that second type of worship their lives become, and, and, and when we focus our worship through, um, through song and, and prayer and that kind of thing, there's just nothing else like it. Did you know, and I want you to realize this, there's not many of us in this room. I, I, I love our little church. Here's the thing. We're joining something so much bigger and so much greater right now that's going on right now. That around the world, there's hundreds of millions of people who have woke up this morning on different parts, portions of the globe and said, let's go to church. Let's go be in the house of God. Let, come, come on, children. Let's go worship our God. And right now in this portion of the United States, there's ten, at least tens of millions of people going to church right now to worship God. And, and after we're done, you know, as, as the sun sets and the, the other parts, portions of the globe, millions of people will join and say, let's go worship God. What we might, don't, don't, this is not small. What we're doing today is very big. We're joining in something huge in worship to God. And, and see, when a whole host of people gather to worship with their minds, their hearts, with their hands, like, like, like have you ever wondered why people raise their hands? It's because it's just another thing that we can engage God with. It's, it's, it's us lifting up our hands and saying, my life is yours, or God, I need a little help here. It's, it's just, a way we can engage the Lord and, and center our, our, on the Lord with our minds, our hearts, our hands, our voices, our words, our friendships, our money, our service. Some of you are serving today as volunteers our melodies, our harmonies, our skills are all brought to the table on Sunday morning at church. <laughs> I put the thing about it this way. If you put this, like, like prayer is good, do it. Reading, yeah, definitely read your Bibles for sure. You know, like, like figure out like what it takes to read your Bibles and your rhythm of that and study and, and, and figure it out. Going into the mountains and experiencing God on the ski slope, hey, I'm right there with you. Okay, I love that. But I, I, I just thinking about it this way, if we put connecting with God in the terms of like track and field, one, any one of those things would be like, you know, prayer is like doing a sprint. And then like, like and this, don't look into this, this is a bad analogy, but like <laughs> prayer is doing a sprint and uh, um, going to the mountains and experiencing God's like doing the hurdles. This is like the decathlon. 
it's got so much to it. This thing called church, this thing called worship on Sunday mornings. I was trying to think last, part of the reason, see, part of the reason why this sermon sucks is because <laughs> I, 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 this means so much to me. And it, you're like, you know how when you're, the closer you are to something, the harder it is to describe it? That's exactly what this is to me. You guys know this fires me up to do this. And so I'm sitting in the church late last night, like in one of these seats that you're sitting in. I'm like, God, dang it, why can't I just talk about this the way that you, like, it means a lot to me. Like, why can't I make sense of this? And I started thinking about all the things that happen on a Sunday morning. I started thinking to myself, where else can you do that? Where else can you come in after a really hard week and be prayed for? Where else can you, you come in and serve with people that you love? Where else do we sing? We don't sing anywhere else. You know why we sing? I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. We sing because no one else sings. Because there's a song in our hearts. Because great creation declares it. And we're singing along. We chose to sing along this morning. We sing old songs. Where do we sing old songs? Maybe like, well, I, where do we sing old songs? We sing new songs. We sing songs to God. We sing songs about God. Where else, where else, and, and, and when we sing songs, there's a truth in these words that like music has a way of penetrating our hearts. Where else do we sing together in unison and say, we, this is what we believe together. You and me, I don't even know your name, but we are at church. Where else do we give our money? Like, like where else like, are we reminded on a regular basis of, Lord, this money that is really hard for me to give right now is yours. And I'm going to give the first fruits of, of my harvest to you because I, I'm acknowledging that it is not dependent on me. This is your money. Where else do we get to do this decathlon, this decathlon all of these different things? That's why I love church. That's why I want you to love church. That's why we made this church. Is it like it breaks our it not breaks our heart, but it's like when we when we decided we we're gonna make a church and we started telling people that we said oh and then people would say oh that's cool my church is in the mountains, I'm like yeah it is for me t well no it's not <laughs> this is church, and we so we decided let's make a church for people like here's the reality is nine tenths of the people in Evergreen are not in church right now part of the reason is because they're enjoying God in the mountains and that's awesome. But we wanted to make a church where they could enjoy God to the fullest on a Sunday morning. But for, we wanted to make a church for people who are open to connecting with God, but for some reason haven't connected with God in church. So we said, let's make a church. Let's, let's build up a group of worshipers who come together on a regular basis and say, yeah, 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 skiing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But church, let's go to church. We have to show up. Just like every other discipline, we hold the key. We have to show up in our daily worship. We have to choose to make God the center of fill-in-the-blank of our lives. 
We have to choose to make God the center of our Sunday mornings and, and come and show up. And, and my question for you today as we wrap up is, have you ever done that? Like, yeah, like maybe you grew up going to church. Maybe you grew up and you believe in God. But the idea of consciously adoring him and making him the center of your life through his son, Jesus Christ. If you've never done that, don't leave today without doing that. Please don't leave today without reflecting on God, I, I want to make you the center of my life. See, what if we did this? What would it look like as a church if we were worshipers, if we were deep people who love to worship God in our daily lives, on our Sunday mornings? I think, honestly, uh, even a group this size could change this town. Worshipers can change, that can change towns. Here's why we do what we do. I want to give you a little insight. Um, we set up, I want you to know from the way before you step in the door on a Sunday morning to way after it, we think about every minute of that time. We try to, because we want, we want to utilize this time to help you to center your life on God. And, and so we think about the pre-service. We think about the songs that we select. We think about all this different thing. And one of the things we decided early on was we wanted to put the worship songs after the sermon. The reason why is we wanted to give us a chance to respond. That We wanted to give us a chance to hear God's word and then to respond to it through worship. And so you get a chance to do that this morning. You get a chance to, in these next three songs, is a time where you will, you'll be able to, to think about these words. These words, like, th these aren't words, a lot of times worship songs are not words that we normally use. I think it's, that's meant to be. It's meant to be a, a way of, of focusing on God in a new and fresh way of, this is, this is my heart's cry. And I, I encourage you to use this time to center your life, to, to center your worship on Him. I want to do this to close. <clears throat> Um, go ahead and bow your heads. <clears throat> the last books in the, the uh, book of Psalms are just incredible. They just say over and over and over again, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm going to read some of those from one. This is, if you want to go back and read these later on, this is from Psalm 147, a, a little bit from 147, 148, 149, and then I'm going to read all of Psalm 150. So just take this time and center yourself through these words. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the heights above. Praise Him, all you angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens, you waters above the sky. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of His faithful people. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. 
Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and the lyre. Praise Him with the timbrel. I have no idea what that is. And dancing. Praise Him with the strings and the pipes. Praise Him with the clashing of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now it's your turn. Why don't you stand? Let's praise God.